What's going on, everyone? Uh, my name is uh, William Afrogreen IV, but you can just call me Will, and I'm going to get into that a little bit later. But um, the name of my podcast is Will's Truth, and I think I'm going to name this subject. I haven't figured out a name yet, but um, it's going to be a little, a little something about me. Um, and to tell you a little something about me, um, uh, I go to Tennessee State University, um, 20 years old. Uh, I'm from Atlanta, Georgia, and to tell uh, the reason I called it Will's Truth is there's so much negativity and like anger and politics and stuff. There's just so much hostility in the world right now. And even when you turn on the news, when's the last time you heard something good in the news? And you know, local kids saves cat from tree, you know that kind of stuff. It's like there's not enough. There's so much positivity actually going on in the world that's not being projected through television and social media. That I just want. I was just like, let me add some positivity into the social space. And so I came up with this podcast. And so, if you like it, uh, please, please like and subscribe. And I'm not sure how all this works, but just help a brother out. Click all the buttons and support me. <laughs> and um, uh, yeah, so I'll get into it. Um, so the subject of the video or the podcast I'll say is um, I just wanted to talk uh, tell you, since this is my first podcast I wanted to t- just tell you a little bit about myself and so I wanted to talk about uh, my name and how it's affected me and how it's um, how it's affected my, my life and how I live life and how people affect me I guess um, so yeah so like I said before uh, my full name is William Alfred Green the fourth and um, it's just been so, it's been real interesting having that name, cause um, yeah, uh, being if if you don't know like being black in America like no your father knowing his father and also and also him knowing his father and all of them being there for the day of the birth and all of them to love their son and all of them to to be there to name them after themselves that means a whole lot to black people. Cause I don't want to throw any I don't want to throw any stereotypes out there, but um, but I guess it's not a stereotype because of like mass incarceration, and systematic oppression, and lynching and stuff. Like black uh, men are um, statistically more likely to um, not know their fathers, and um, so I just I just always thought it was. Uh, so it's always had a real big effect on people and especially men and um like uh, i'd be in a class and i'd just say you know they say some say something interesting about yourself and i'd say uh my name is william alfred uh green the fourth and everybody would be like ooh, ah and well not like that but you know they'd be like yo yo that's on dope bro so so you saying your dad who who your dad and like he was the third and so so who who's his dad and i'm like he's the second yeah, uh, he's like so. So his dad, yeah, I'm, yeah, he's the first. And he's like, he's like, that's that's what's up, bro. He's like, you don't know how many times I've said that, word for word, I had to explain how being named after somebody else works. <laughs> when half these brothers out here are juniors, <laughs> it just boggles my mind every every time somebody gets confused. And then just like, yeah, that's bro, bro, you saying like, you really the fourth? And I'm like, yeah. Like, that's what's up, bro. That's cool. That's cool. <laughs> and um, and so it's always been, um, and I've always had that conversation a lot. And 
Uh, and you know what really gets me is when like old heads hear hear that my name is a fourth. Like they get so, especially when we at church or something, and my dad dad just get done giving a speech or something, and they'll just he's like, "Do you know the the destiny that's upon your shoulders, the divinity that is required of you? Your your destiny is so." It's, you got the first, the second, the, the, the third, and the fourth, my brother. It's all on you. First, second, third, and fourth. And it's, it's all. Do you ready for it, my brother? Because if you, if you ain't ready, it's coming. And get ready, because here I come. Don't start quoting old black songs. <laughs> but, <laughs> but um, yeah, and so that would literally go on for like 30 or 45 minutes until like we would literally leave. And that that's that happens every time, and um, I understand why. It's just like you know, it means a lot to people, especially people who it's it's suspect, probably most of them like who had like bad fathers or their father was dead or he just wasn't around and stuff like that. Um, it's I, I can tell it really strikes a chord with them. Like it almost it almost gives people hope, you know that like the system can't get all of us or like well, black people aren't a monolith we're not all just deadbeat dads and prisoners and college dropouts and rappers and stuff you know what i mean i'm not saying like uh, being a rapper is a bad thing but i'm just saying we're not a mo- we're not just like there's not one way to be black you know what i mean like it's just not it's, there's it just gives people a feeling of optimism and hope and uh, i always i always feel that when i'm talking to people about it it's just, it's, it just means a lot to people and um, it's kind of ironic because it, um, f- for me me and uh, my dad and uh, my grandfather, we call him Papa, um, it's like we n- we've never even had a full conversation about it. As a th- we Actually, we never talked to the three of us because the, the first is dead. But um, uh, we've never had a full conversation about it, which is interesting. Um, uh, like um, I th- we've only talked about it every once in a while, and I remember because I was talking to my father, and I was just saying it's like you know it's kind of ironic how much people care about it, and like it's it seems it's like y'all don't even care about it at all, and I didn't mean to say it like that. I meant more like you allow like you don't put like unnecessary pressures or expectations on me, uh, or anything like that's what I meant by it. But he took it as like oh you just don't care. And so, like, a couple months later, he called me, and he was like, um, you know I care about you being the fourth, right? And I care about the name and stuff. And I was like, yeah, of course I know. And he, he was just saying, like, um, just, I just don't want, um, to, I just want the, the life you chose to be the life that you chose, and not something that I forced upon you. And, um, yeah, that's kind of, it's kind of, yeah, it kind of comes from their philosophy of parenting in general. That's, um, yeah, that was, that's Paul Paul's philosophy, his philosophy, and I'm guessing, when the first philosophy, my my dad called him Paul Paul, so I call him Paul 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 is um um is you just got you just let your kids pick their own destiny, let their destiny be something that they chose and not something that you wanted to be like a like a Tiger Woods dad or a Serena Williams dad or a Trump dad, whatever. <laughs> it's not to say that they're all bad. Probably Trump's father is a bad father, but let me not get political on here. <laughs> but anyway, um, the, yeah, so it's just, they never, I, I, and I've never really been forced to do anything in my life that I didn't really want to do. And if I wanted to quit something, they let me quit it. With no questions asked. They just said, are you sure? And I say, yep. And it's like, okay. And that's just how, just how it is.
and it's kind of interesting my pops was talking to me a while back and he was talking about how like he didn't even know that Papa always wanted him to be a football player and like take it seriously like because he never really took it seriously in high school or college and he was like I had no idea that he really wanted him to like take football seriously and it's just that just goes to how how they both parent it's just like he just wanted him to 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 choose his own forge his own path forge his own destiny and um, yeah that's definitely how I'm gonna raise my children but yeah, I feel like that kind of even goes into why we've even made it to four anyway. I feel like those kind of pressures tend to break families apart and put pressure and make things awkward. It's just like, it's, we're just we're just kind of a more gold flow kind of family. Like, we don't really force a lot of stuff. Well, let me not say that. <laughs> that that's making it sound like we're just lazy. Like, uh, my father uh, mostly prioritized, like, like me being he was more worried about me being the firstborn son than anything else like he like he would always call me uh my, his co-pilot or his first lieutenant like he was just he was more worried about me as like a leader and as like a man in in life in general like like um, he would always he always, he was always worried about making sure that i i always had a had a suit and like um like he was always worried about like me having a, a button down shirt and tucking in the right way and putting the belt on right and making sure my socks are right and tying my shoes right and keeping them clean and teaching me how to shine shoes and it's just um he just had a whole different type of priority and cutting my hair even though he was a terrible barber and he just always wanted me to be presentable like he never let me get any crazy haircuts i guess it's kind of like i guess it's a lot of black families you just don't you want to make your kids fit the description as least amount as possible even though that's impossible because any if they if they send a warrant out for a black man they're gonna get any black man they can it's like we got him this is the guy but besides the point um like i remember like um he, he there was even days where he would take off work just to take us like suit and like button down shirts shopping like that's always been a, a huge thing for him and um, it kind of goes into why I don't even I don't really care about Jordans like that. Like my friends in high school, they they were always like, um, um, they used to have whole conversations about what shoes are coming out, what week and month, and even years down the line. And they was like, you got the, the bread fours or the or the super super fly eights or the or the uh, MJ uh, Will Smith uh, Fresh Prince twos or whatever. And I'm just like, man, I'm just gonna go to Foot Locker and get what's nice. And <laughs> I even remember one time, like. Um, my pops used to, uh, well, one time our, our grandparents bought us like $100 shoes and uh, he would talk smack about it. He was like, let me see them $100 shoes. Cause like, um, yeah, I, I almost thought we was like poor the way that they financially set up like our family and stuff. But it was just like, they prioritized different things. Like obviously on birthdays and Christmas and stuff, we'd get presents and toys and some clothes and stuff that we wanted. But like, during like any other time of the year it's just like nah wait till christmas or wait till your birthday is around the corner or whatever but when it was stuff like that like a suit or something or we needed business tires school supplies like they wouldn't they wouldn't hesitate to drop the dime on that stuff like it was all like even when i was little my, my mother was like why do we have to get them suits they're gonna grow out of them in like a in like a couple months and my pops was like i always want my sons all their lives to be comfortable in a suit I don't, I don't want them to go someplace or be handling business and not look like they're supposed to be there. And, um, and that was just, that was just the way he was. That was how, that's just how he was. And, and, you know, just to talk about a little bit about William Alfred Green the first, 
uh, Paw 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 Paw. Um, you know, I never got to meet him. He he was he was in like the thirties and twenties and stuff. That was way back. But um, when Papa and Pops would talk about him, he just seemed like the the coolest spirit ever. Like he's um, like he said, he just had the most calming voice, and like there wasn't an animal that, that existed that didn't love him. Like he just had this chill vibe, and he used to have this. He had this little nook underneath the stairs where he would just listen to like his his records and stuff. And I'm like, that's that dude is my spirit animal. <laughs> and ironically, the one picture I have of him, I put it on Instagram. You can check it out. But um, uh, is a picture of him. And y- you know, back then pictures were a big deal because you only had five in your lifetime, probably if that, maybe one. And so you know, he had his suit. I think he was going to go off to war, but um, he had his suit on, and he you know he's cocked to the side. You know, he's too cool, and um. And next to him is a dog, and I'm just like, who, who dog is that? And he's like, he just met that dog that day. And I'm like, well, as soon as I heard that, because because um, animals, like especially dogs, are very important to us. Like that's one thing we all have in common. We really love dogs, like a whole lot. Like um, my my papa, uh, uh, yeah, papa. He was, I remember uh, he was he was. Uh, my dad uh, was in another room, and I was talking to Popo, and he was just talking about because he just put his dog down like a year ago. Beaumont, that was that was a good bad dog. He's a bad good dog. I loved him, <laughs> but uh, but um, he he had to put him down. He's just telling the story, and he like his eyes were watering. He was crying, and my dad, I told him about it later, and he got so mad. He was like, "What? When I when I when I got hurt and I was in the hospital, he didn't shed a tear." <laughs> and that was just so funny to me. I love that. Like. <laughs> But anyway, so like he did, he took a picture. You, you know, back in the back in the day, you could, you know, pictures took a minute to take. You know, you had to get the stuff ready. You know, you had to, and all that stuff. So like the fact that he met a dog off the street, brought him with him, lo- loved animals enough to take his one of five pictures he ever taken in his life with a dog that he just met, and was able to get him to sit and stay for the entire time, facing the camera. I'll add. It just marvels me. I'm like, that is, that is William Evergreen the first. That's that's what I thought as soon as I was told that story. I was like, if anyone is gonna be the starter of this whole thing, I wouldn't imagine anybody else but that guy that y'all y'all told me about. Like, I couldn't imagine any other. I was like, as soon as I heard, I was like, yep, that's that's my ancestor. That's gotta be. Couldn't be nobody else. And I just, it just, it just felt so, it just felt so real because it's just. <laughs> It's to know that four generations of, of, of green, William I. Greens have all like really loved dogs. It's just hilarious to me. <laughs> it's just so funny. Uh, sometimes I feel like um, the character traits are passed down genetically also. Like stuff that we don't even, I have no proof. But I just feel like, because sometimes I'd just be talking to people in my family. And I'm just like, I haven't met anybody else who does that or lives like this or talks like this or holds this a certain way. And we've never, it'd be people, we don't, I don't even live with much, but it's just like, we're just connected in ways that, that go beyond anything, like, I feel like it runs through our DNA, but, um, but yeah, that was William Alfred Green the first, and I would have given my left foot to meet that guy, because I just feel like he'd have so many good stories to tell. Like, uh, another thing about him is, you know, um, you know, Muhammad Ali grew up in Kentucky, and um, my my uh, he another cool thing about him is he used to cut all the neighborhood boys' hairs for free, 
I can tell. Yeah, that's another place that that uh, important about black men's image. That's definitely another one of the things passed down genetically. But um, yeah, he used to cut the neighborhood boys' hairs, and one of them was Muhammad Ali. And I thought that was so funny because also my mother grew up in Kentucky also, and she said her mother used to see him running around the neighborhood, and I just find that so funny that um, they were, he was just, he was just around. I've never met anybody who just a, grew up around a celebrity before, you know, or like even an icon, a legend at that he's a, like in kentucky he's a he's a legend even more than anywhere else in the entire world muhammad ali is a legend in kentucky at least from what i can tell i've only been there every once in a while but i was born there but that's besides the point um i'm kind of getting off subject but like i guess to close it out i'll finish with a story about um how i was given the name all right so uh, this is probably 1997, 1998, I don't know when my, my mother was pregnant with me per se, exactly, but, um, but like, um, so from, for a long time, I was going to be named Austin, Austin something Green. I can't remember what they said, but, um, but when I was born, I came out and I wasn't looking right, like, I was, I was really gray and stuff, and so the doctors handed me to my pops, and he just looked at me, and, you know, just to be real, he was thinking, I'm not going to make it, and, um, and that's when uh, he's, uh, he said, I feel, I feel like it was the Holy Spirit. That's what he says. I think so, too. But, like, something just came over him and told him to name me William Ivory IV. And um, that's, um, and so he did. And he said, he told me, he's like, he's so serious about this. And he said, it's, it feels like it was like a validation of me going to make it, like a, like an affirmation of my existence. And you know, if you wanna, if you wanna give it a storybook ending, you could say, if he didn't name me that, I might not have been here to this day. But uh, yeah, I believe it, it might be that way. I wouldn't tell him that, but <laughs> that's probably how you know. If, if life is one big story, then probably that's how it would have went. But I guess truth is stranger than fiction. But yeah, that's um, that's everything about being the fourth. But I guess one more thing is, um, yeah, I almost forgot. Um, uh, t- back when I was, uh, uh, I guess this was a few years ago, I used to not really like telling people that my name was the fourth, most mostly because it's just, it's just I would say it, and you know people go ooh and ah, and I would just, I just feel so narcissistic about it, or like egotistical, like, like, uh, like I, I feel like I'm better than everybody else when I used to say it, and then it wasn't until I watched the movie Creed that um, I really took not not to say I was ashamed of it before but I really started taking pride in uh, using my name like hey I am who I am like um like because it was to set the stage a little um it was the fight um uh, so it was the heavyweight champ um was manager was talking to them and he was saying he's like my dude needs one more big fight so he can have money to live off of and retire so he's like so he's he wants to fight you and he said all right let's do it but he's like but you got to take the name of your father which if you haven't seen the movie i'm guessing most of you have but um he's really been he's been struggling with it the whole movie because he wanted to make a name for himself and so he's he had to think about it and then he he asked his girl about it and um so the scene was um they were sitting on the bed and he was taking her braids out and let me just pause for a second that is that is the most beautiful scene because it's like i just love movies that are black but don't force black like 
there's a lot of black like Black Panther or the show Blackish or something or like uh like something like it's just not to say that the because those are that's an amazing show and I love that movie I love that movie it's one of my favorite movies but it's just like sometimes it just feels like movies have an agenda or an assignment to to help shape the world make it less racist and uh, be quote unquote woke you know it just, it just feels sometimes movies and shows and stuff it just feels so 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 uh fabricated sometimes like you just, we get it we're trying to put more minorities into industry like but like it's just i just not to say that's a bad thing but it's just sometimes it's just nice to see a black person being black not to show off being black to for an agenda but just because and so anyway that's off subject but i was they were he was sitting there and taking her braids out beautiful scene i love that scene but like so he was just asking her it's like what should i do and Tessa said, um, Tessa Thompson's amazing. She's going places, man. But, but anyway, she he asked her, and she said, it's like, it's your name, isn't it? So use it. And when she said that, that just, it just struck a chord with me. I was like, oh, my God, I can feel, I felt that, like, like you know, when you have an out-of-body experience, like, I was just like, oh, my gosh. It's like, I've never thought about it that way before. And it's like, I, I didn't, I thought of it as, like, me trying to assert myself above everyone else, but it's like, it's my gift same as how some people are born rich some people are born poor other people are raised by um were kings and queens or princes and some people were born slaves it's like it's just the luck of the draw and it's just, it's just a lot you're born with gifts and everybody's born with gifts and curses and you shouldn't be ashamed of your gift or your curse it's your gift and so you should use it and it's like, i've never thought about it like that before that's a being the fourth is a gift and it's and with a gift you, you have you are allowed to either use it and not use it but the choice is yours and I always felt like I was making a wrong decision by using it but now I understand it's my gift to use and so now I'm not to say I'm once again that I was ever ashamed of it but it's just now I use it more proudly and assertively you know kind of puffing my chest a little I guess <laughs> lack of a better phrase but um uh, I guess, um, yeah, that's a, I guess that's, that's just about everything about me being the fourth, um, but, uh, yeah, I guess I appreciate everybody for listening to this podcast, once again, help a brother out, man, just, just like, comment, subscribe, share it, you know you're not using Facebook, so just share it on there, and just, just, just help a brother out, just click a button, just click a quick button, like, comment, do, do it. I'm not sure how this works, but just just add something. And, um, yeah, I, I appreciate y'all listening. Uh, tune in for the next one. There'll be many more talking about a lot of different subjects and concepts. And, you know, just talking about life. You know, we talk. I could talk about anything. I talk about, I could, it, like, if you uh, hit me up on social media, my social media should be connected to this. But, like, um, it, um Hit, hit me up on social media if you want me to talk about any specific concepts or conversations or you want to know anything else about me or my family or like growing up or anything or you want to hear about HBCUs or like growing up in Atlanta uh, or anything like that that of the sort um, just just uh, let me know and I'll, I'll, I'll make it, and I'll even add my friends or something in there to get another opinion going out there and so if whatever you want this is this is will's truth so whatever it's gonna be it's gonna be the truth. <laughs> I think it's going to be a tagline. <laughs> but anyway, I appreciate y'all. Uh, I'll see y'all in the next one.